This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Tonight, four U.S. service members and a military dog injured in a helicopter raid in Syria. Here are tonight's top headlines. Americans in a military hospital tonight after a raid by U.S. Special Forces. The nicest senior leader was overseeing the group's deadly terrorist network in eastern Syria before he was killed in the raid. The parents of Tyree Nichols in court for the first time facing the men accused of murdering their son. I want each and every one of those police officers to be able to look me in the face. Breaking news, six people killed in Mississippi after a series of shootings. It is such a tragedy, and we never would have thought anything like that would have happened here. Anger and anguish as parents and students accuse a New Jersey school of ignoring bullies. This place is toxic. headed to the back and I, I turned around and looked, I saw the front building made. The sirens were going off and they are lucky that no one was seriously hurt. And stories of survival. The miracles 11 days after that earthquake hit Turkey and Syria. First responders still digging and pulling victims out from beneath the rubble alive. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. Tonight, we have a CBS News investigation into the fight for thousands of veterans to restore their benefits after being less than honorably discharged from the military. 
Plus, it's Friday, so we go on the road tonight to meet a high school football star making a difference in his community. But first, a counterterrorism raid in northeast Syria left four U.S. service members injured. Three of the four had wounds serious enough they needed to be evacuated to a military hospital in Germany. The U.S. military operation took out senior ISIS leader Hamza al-Homsi who supplied suicide vests to other operatives. CBS's David Martin is at the Pentagon with more. A leader of the ISIS terrorist network in Syria is dead, but at the price of four wounded Americans. An explosion during the raid also uh, resulted in four U.S. troops and one of the working dogs uh, suffering some, uh, some injuries. U.S. Special Operations Forces went in by helicopter and surrounded a nondescript house in northeastern Syria. But as they closed in on their target, an explosion, either a suicide vest or a hand grenade, went off. The troops and the working dog are in stable condition. It is a constant threat. In 2019, when commandos raided the Syrian compound of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, he blew up himself and three children to avoid capture. Last year, Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Qurashi, another leader of ISIS, set off a booby trap that leveled the third floor of his house, killing himself, his wife, and two children. This time, the target was Hamza al-Hamzi, and this time, he apparently waited for the Americans to get close enough. He was overseeing the group's deadly terrorist network in eastern Syria before he was killed in the raid. There are about 900 American troops in Syria working with local Syrian forces to keep the ISIS terrorist network from staging a comeback. It's a deadly game of hide-and-seek, but no American troops were killed or wounded in all of last year. There were actually two commando raids last night. In the second one, the leader of an ISIS assassination cell was killed without any U.S. casualties. Margaret? David Martin at the Pentagon. Now to the beating death of Tyree Nichols. The five former Memphis police officers charged with murdering the 29-year-old appeared in court for the first time today. All five pled not guilty. Just three weeks after the release of body cam footage of the violent arrest shocked this nation. CBS's Elise Preston was inside the courthouse. Not guilty. One by one and wearing masks. The five former Memphis police officers all pleaded not guilty through their attorneys to second degree murder and other charges in the brutal beating death of Tyree Nichols. They didn't even have the courage mm. to look at me in my face. Mm. Nichols's mother, Rovan Wells, was inside the courtroom. I feel very numb right now. I'm really waiting for somebody to wake me up. But I also know that's not going to happen. Nichols died January 10th, three days after he was repeatedly kicked and punched by the officers who were part of the now disbanded Scorpion Street Crime Unit. Defense attorneys believe still unreleased video will show why their clients pleaded not guilty. We have a very long road of investigation and litigation ahead of us, and I implore the public to be patient. Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mulroy says there are an additional 20 hours of video that show other angles of what happened. This is an important case. And, you know, if we are going to hold police officers who violate the law accountable, then we need to make sure that we get the prosecution correct. We get it right. Nichols's death sparked protests nationwide and renewed calls for stricter police reforms. So I don't think that we can just unilaterally say we're going to do away with 
all types of specialized units. But when we're talking about promotions, when we're talking about consequences for turning off the body cams, those are some of the type of little solutions that we're going to have to come up with to address this moving forward. Now, the five fired officers are due back in court in May. Meanwhile, dozens of community leaders are calling for the Department of, of Justice to launch a federal investigation to see if there is a routine excessive use of force in the Memphis Police Department. Margaret. Thank you. Turning now to a series of deadly shootings in Mississippi. Six people were killed and one person injured in a small rural town near the Tennessee border. The suspect is in custody facing first degree murder charges and the sheriff says more charges are expected. CBS's Omar Villafranca has the new details. Police said the shootings began around 11 a.m. in the community of Arkabutla when one man was shot dead outside a store and then a woman was gunned down in her home. According to sheriff's deputies, the suspect, identified as 52-year-old Richard Dale Crum, fled, but they soon spotted him in a car. After a brief chase, police say Crum was taken into custody. By the time it was all over, police said four more people were found dead, two inside a home and two more outside near the suspect's house. I look out the window and I see Ethan Cash said he came outside, saw the attacker carrying a long gun, then found one of the victims inside a truck. I go up to the truck where a guy got shot at, and uh, I'm just, I check his pulse and everything, make sure he's okay. He's, he's already gone at this point. Tonight, the rampage has shaken this town of nearly 300 people. It is such a tragedy, and we never would have thought anything like that would have happened here. The local elementary school was on lockdown during the incident. Mississippi's governor says the gunman acted alone, but his motive remains a mystery. Margaret. Omar, thank you. Tonight, a 28-year-old man is facing federal hate crime charges in connection with the shootings of two Jewish men near synagogues in Los Angeles earlier this week. The victims were shot after leaving religious services. Both survived. Investigators say the suspect had a history of anti-Semitic threats and had searched for kosher markets to target. Police recovered an AK-style rifle and handgun. In Ocean County, New Jersey, students and parents clashed with school officials last night at the first board meeting following the recent suicide of a bullied 14-year-old girl. Current and former students accused administrators of ignoring decades of bullying and abuse within that school. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. During a heated school board meeting, student after student after concerned parent detailed incidents of bullying and violence they say the New Jersey Central Regional School District ignored. I am going home scared and I'm going home feeling threatened by so many people here. I have no faith in the board of education as they are right now and he's to be dismantled. School Superintendent Triantafilos Parlopanides resigned under pressure last weekend and the family of 14-year-old Adriana Kush is preparing to sue the district, claiming the school's failure to address a violent attack on her led to her suicide. A video of the beating was widely shared on social media. 
She died two days later. She was so, she helped everyone. If someone needed it, she helped them. Brianna O'Brien was friends with Kush and says the bullying at Central Regional High School pushed her to self-harm. Watching my daughter take off her clothes and seeing cuts all over her body, it was like having my heart ripped out of my, my chest. Brianna's parents say they complained multiple times to administrators, but got no help. She eventually had to switch schools. I went to the principal's office and I said, this is the kid that told me to kill myself, basically. And they said, you can grow up. I have scars still to this day. And when you went back to the school after being treated and asking to be seated, separate from the student, they told you to grow up? Yes. The acting superintendent announced a preliminary plan to prevent and combat bullying. And in the case of Adriana Cush, four students are facing juvenile charges. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Bayville, New Jersey. Residents across the South are picking up the pieces after severe storms swept through the region. Six tornadoes touched down in Mississippi, Arkansas, and this one in Tennessee, in the small town of Etheridge, causing significant damage. Roofs were ripped off homes and businesses, barns were destroyed, and trees tossed around. Overseas now to earthquake-ravaged Turkey and Syria. The death toll is climbing towards a staggering 44,000 people. Tonight, 11 days after the quake, CBS's MTS Tayyip has remarkable stories of survival. Exhausted, but alive. Rescues like this across Turkey are nothing short of miraculous, including that of Mustafa Abci, 261 hours after the quake. On the phone, he asks, my parents, have they been rescued? They are waiting for you, a relative says. Earthquake response teams say typically there is a 72-hour so-called golden window for rescuing those trapped under the rubble. But hundreds across Turkey have defied the odds, somehow surviving for more than a week without food or water. But in rebel-held northern Syria, rescues are almost non-existent because there's next to no aid or adequate equipment. In the ruins of what was his home, we met Mustafa al-Marahui, a rare exception. He and his kids were pulled out from their collapsed apartment block 22 hours after the quake. But 20 members of his extended family were killed in the disaster, and he now has nothing left. You've lost so much. What will you do now? I have no hope, he says. It would have been better if I just stayed under the rubble. Imtiaz Taib, CBS News, in rebel-held northern Syria. Horrific loss. It has been more than 10 years since the law known as Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed, allowing for gay, lesbian, and bisexual service members, members to serve openly. But as a CBS News investigation reveals, many of the veterans who were forced out of the military both before and after the policy are still trying to regain their lost honor and claim benefits. Here's CBS's Jim Axelrod. Donnie Ray Allen waited a quarter century to put up this picture, since the day he was less than honorably discharged from the Marine Corps. But I'm actually finally ready to hang that little 17-year-old, <laughs> hang him up on the wall and actually give him credit for exactly what he did and what he went through. He wasn't going to until he could say these words. So right now, I am a honorably discharged United States Marine Corporal. 
Two weeks ago, as we prepared to air our CBS News investigation, his discharge upgrade finally came through. He can now access benefits like VA loans, tuition assistance, even some federal jobs. It's an absolute 100% game changer. Things that I never thought that I could do or get or have or attain now are attainable. He'd like his friend Amy Lom to feel the same way. She's been fighting for her discharge upgrade after Don't Ask, Don't Tell drummed her out of the Navy 29 years ago. Did it change your sense of self? Yes. I'm less than. Uh-huh. Less than. Yeah. I'm less than honorable. Some 14,000 gay and lesbian service members were discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. The most recent data shows roughly 1,200 have ever had this injustice addressed. After CBS News broke the story, the White House vowed to look into it. It is very concerning that uh, veterans who were unfairly discharged under the Don't Ask, Don't Tell uh, has been facing these challenges. Senator Richard Blumenthal wants the system reviewed. The burden is totally on the veteran who may be completely uninformed about what their rights are. I think that would be absolutely incredible. You served good, you came out, they you know, gave you a, a dishonorable or other than honorable, whatever, that could be rectified very simply. It's literally like punching a code in a computer and someone's life completely changes. The Pentagon told CBS News it is striving to finalize cases within 10 months, but acknowledged it has, quote, more work to do. One thing to note about Donnie Ray Allen's case, he says his discharge upgrade would have been impossible without a lawyer. Margaret? Jim Axelrod, great reporting there. Thank you. Nearly two dozen New York City firefighters injured in a multi-alarm fire. That's coming up next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. More than 20 New York City firefighters were injured today fighting a four-alarm house fire on Staten Island. Three firefighters who suffered the most serious injuries are in stable condition tonight. We also learned today that a Wisconsin company paid more than one and a half million dollars in fines for violating child labor laws. The Labor Department says Packers Sanitation Services had more than 100 children, some as young as 13, working at more than a dozen meat processing plants in eight states. An important consumer alert about a bottled Starbucks drink. Details next. A 
consumer alert tonight about bottled Starbucks beverages. More than 300,000 bottles of vanilla frappuccino are being recalled because they might contain glass. They were sold nationwide and have best buy dates in March, May and June of this year. On the Road is next with a big time football player with an even bigger heart. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with a high school football star who's using lessons from his painful past to give others a brighter future. When Lincoln East High School football phenom, wide receiver Malachi Coleman announced he'd be playing for Nebraska next season, it was the completion of the ultimate Hail Mary. Twelve years earlier, Malachi's mother left him and his younger sister by the side of the road and never returned. Malachi suffered abuse in the foster system until eventually he and his sister were adopted by a loving family but so much damage had been done. He was a broken kid. Parents, Miranda and Craig Coleman. Like he lived for today and only today and nothing mattered. A mean and selfish jerk by his own admission who refused to do anything kind for anybody. Yeah, because nobody had really helped me up to that point, you know. So why should you help them? Yeah. So, when the Nebraska School Activities Association ruled that high school athletes could now profit off their name and likeness, it came as no surprise that Malachi was first in line. The shocker was how he planned to spend it. Never could have predicted. No, it was his idea. They say Malachi walked into this local restaurant and offered to promote a burrito on condition a portion of the profits go to one cause put it towards um, advocating for the foster care system. Nick Maestas is the owner. How would you not want to be on board with that? This kid's remarkable transformation actually began a few years earlier after an hour-long argument in which Miranda insisted he do something selfless. Uh, yeah, I threw out at least 100 ideas of things he could do and exasperated, I finally said, what about holding a door? Can you hold one door for one person? And he finally was just like, I can hold a door. The next day at school, he held a door, then another and another. At church, he held the door for the entire congregation. Till now, he says kindness is his passion. I'm his name. 
So you're saying all this charity stemmed from you holding a door for someone? Yes, because once I realized how good it makes me feel to help other people, it's just something that I knew that I wanted to continue in my life. Hopefully opening many more of the most important doors, the ones leading to a forever family. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Lincoln, Nebraska. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. On Sunday's Face the Nation, we'll have Senator Bernie Sanders and Secretary of State Tony Blinken. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Have a good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.